Welcome back to The Strong Room. Our topic today, estate planning misconceptions. On this segment, estate and trust planning specialist Sherry McMillan explains why fair and equal aren't necessarily the same thing when it comes to planning your estate. And generally, when we're working with families, we spend a great deal of time here. The reason being is most of us, when we have had family dynamics through the years, have treated our children in principle equally. We do try to in society. But what happens is often it becomes disequal based on fairness. So, you know, let's say I have a child that's been ill for a window of time. I may have supported them, helped them with their down payment on their home. I may have done all kinds of things to benefit the child that was in need. Well, is that fair? Is that equal? They're not the same thing. And so by definition, when we're looking at designing our estates for our loved ones, we'll typically want to have a fair approach not necessarily an equal approach. Now, sometimes it does end up that equal is fair, but sometimes fair is not equal. And so we want families to have the liberty to have these kinds of discussions because if they think that the children won't have these discussions, they are wrong. The first thing that will happen when we are gone is the children will have their own interpretation of fair and equal as well. And so we see that very often, you know, perhaps we've had a a daughter that cared for the elder parents on a basis of time, money, energy, and her siblings didn't participate at the same level. Should she share in the exact same amount in the estate with her siblings? Well, that's a debate, isn't it? And so we don't want the debate to be occurring amongst the children, but rather with mom and dad who have the authority over the estate to come to the determination of what fair means and what equal means, and then try and design their estate in that manner. And there's always a solution once we get creative with it, but it takes a bit of dialogue, communication, and and, you know, sometimes listening. Many times we even have the parents chat with their children a little bit and get feedback because that also can contribute to the fundamental decision that they make at the end of the day. Do you find this is, is uh, one of really the cores to your approach, this, this dialogue, having people really literally being on the same page? That's right. We don't want people's expectations to not be met if possible. And so frequently when we've had families designing their estate plans, the communication is equally as important as any tax or legal work that they'll be doing. So for example, we had a wonderful family business that we worked with some time back and this family business owner had assumed that the business should go to his daughter because she was working in it as a secretary. But when we discussed with the son that the family business might go to the daughter and how did he feel about that, he said, well, the family business should go to me because I'm the son and it's our family name. It's a legacy. So the father was unaware that his son felt that way. And imagine if he'd planned his estate where the business went to his daughter. Now, the great outcome of this story is that by even having the conversation in the first place, Herb, this son has joined the business and doubled the business. 
And in fact, his sister is so delighted that she's not going to have the responsibility of the business. And we've offset her in the estate with a cash payout. So this is a much better outcome than we could have ever dreamed of by having a conversation. And so I think families need to know that estate planning certainly is about tax. It certainly is about law. But it's much more than that today. It's about what are the expectations of the beneficiaries and can we meet them if we're proactive about discussing them in advance. And you said something interesting before that once you understand the expectations, there are always solutions and options. That's right. It's when we're blindsided or we can't change the plan after a passing that you end up with conflict. So, you know, they were vocal, these children, about what their expectation was and what their hope was. And we could meet that because it was reasonable and we found a fair solution that worked for everybody. And I can tell you that the business owner, the father and mother, are absolutely delighted. They feel another level of success because everybody has come together in this means. You know, we have another example of this that's at a different level, Herb, that I love to share. It's about a family hutch that was in a family one day we were working with. And it had a lot of meaning to everyone. And two children wanted it and even outright said that they would fight over it. So we're going to have a multi-million dollar estate tied up in court over a family hutch. I mean, that makes no sense. So what we did is we held a family barbecue with the solution being that we did a draw during the barbecue of who would get the original hutch and who would get the reproduction hutch that they had made. And they had a great event. They had a family opportunity to be together, a family session that they'll always remember, and closure around that issue before mom and dad are ever gone. And so that issue won't come to the table later. And I think that's what we need to understand about estates. Estates are not about the wealth that we created, a particular asset. Like, they're not about a mutual fund we own. They're not about a particular GIC or a particular property. What they're about is the meaning that's attached to them. And so if we can sort that through with the tax and the legal plan in mind, we have a very successful estate plan at the end of the day. And on a personal note, my sense would be that these kind of outcomes uh, bring a great deal of satisfaction to you and your team at McMillan Estate Planning. They certainly do, Herb. I mean, our hope in every family situation, our primary hope is that harmony remains in a family always because assets can be replaced. You can buy another stock. You can buy another bond. What you can't do is buy another brother, another sister, another nephew. And so if at the end of the day, the estate is preserved in a manner that harmony is preserved in a family, I think that's the ultimate success in a family. And the key that unlocks that door is excellent planning, exceptional planning. That's right. And communication and not waiting. You must do this when you have time. And also not only when you have time, when you don't have pressures um, at end of life, for example. You know, many times people come into our office because people do tend to procrastinate and say, oh, my goodness, you know, I've been told I'm terminal. I need to do my plan now. Well, that's okay. We can still accomplish the plan. But I don't think the same forethought can go into a plan at that juncture of our life because we're not 
in the headspace to be contending with it. And so, you know, we obviously at that point are worried about our own demise and we can't think much farther forward. So I think the best time to ever plan is when everything is going well, when everything is perfect in our lives. That is the exact moment that we should be putting things together. So our ideal comes into the plan. Our vision, our dreams, they show up in our plan and then can be laid out in the plan. And as an additional bonus, if we plan proactively and early, there's an opportunity cost that arises in our estates. And what happens is if we utilize some of the tax opportunities and legal opportunities to all of us here in Canada and the United States, if we put them in place earlier, they exponentially grow our estates more rapidly. And we actually leave larger legacies. And so that's important for us for the fact that we're living so long into retirement. So we have more to use and we have more to transfer. Most families ask, what do they do about preserving wealth in their bloodline in modern society? It's one of the real driving forces in modern society that they want their wealth preserved within their bloodline because we have the, such a complex family dynamic today. And so in order to make sure that your wealth stays with your actual biological family, um, planning needs to go into place. So that's a very common question. Our business owners, of course, ask, how do I steward my business? Because it's another family member. And truly it is. So that is a very common question of business owners of how do they succeed it in a way that their legacy is preserved. And the other one that's more and more common today because of our snowbirds um, is how do they protect U.S. assets and U.S. travel as they go about enjoying a warmer climate during retirement. And lastly, a very common theme is how do I protect my retirement assets I've created because the world is full of uncertainty today and I want to make sure that what I did create is going to last for my full retirement. So those are, I would think, the very predominant areas that families want to explore. Sherry McMillan is the president of McMillan Estate Planning and on Wednesday, September 24th, she'll be hosting a complimentary seminar offering excellent estate planning strategies for families and business owners. You can register by calling McMillan Estate Planning during business hours, 403-266-6464, or you can register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. McMillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. This is The Strong Room.